Tell me about the shepherd, father. Oh, gosh. <laughs> See, the really hard part is when I have to reenact you doing another voice act. Uh-huh. So that's the hardest part. I can't get it down. Yeah, it's rough. What's going on? Not much. What's going on with you? I don't know. I was on this, uh, found, I, you pulled me off the street. What is happening right now? And I don't know where I, I am. It's I don't a know bit. what's going on. I don't know if we're doing like bit. an avant-garde. Where am I? It's clearly a bit. This is not Frank. This is the main Gamer. <laughs> the main Howard, yeah, the main Gamer. Oh, I just, you made I just one ha- appearance on the site? How yeah. are we doing, everybody? Clint you, Howard here. Do you need more than one? <laughs> <laughs> to establish a character, I mean... I guess you only need one to establish the character, but then... I've, on, I, I've honestly uh, had um, another Clint Howard video in the works. Did you just give away that you're actually Clint Howard? No, he's no, a video dude, about dude, works Clint with Clint yeah. Howard. Oh, okay, okay. I, he's okay. my neighbor dude. for Clint Howard. Yeah, gotcha, he does gotcha, gotcha. He like he always, he's always like, I don't know how to fucking use freaking computers. That's the devil right there. <laughs> And I'm like, Clint, you play video games on a computer. He's like, yeah, but that's different. I mean, he's got you there. You can't argue with that. Yeah, you know, you can't. It's hard to fight. It's hard to fight him when he drinks, too. Mm. Yeah, I don't Like physically fight him? That's what I was just about to ask. (laughs) Yeah, that's a bad idea. They're usually pretty easy to fight, are they not? Bitey. No, he gets bitey, and he has a baseball bat. I guess it just depends on what level of drunk they are. Is it kind of like that um, Balmer's Peak? Is it like a Balmer's (laughs) Peak when... Like for fight, people who fight, the more they drink, they just get, you know, it's like levels out and then all of a sudden there's a quick peak and then they're just worthless right afterwards. Oh, you mean like... That's the secret it, about UFC. Two, two or three <laughs> years. Speak, everybody's just constantly drunk. That's the secret about why the fights are so short they're because they're tipsy. all just getting the Bomber's Peak and then they quick hurry up and do the fight real quick. That's and they're out of there. And then why, why do you think secret? there's an Irishman that's so good? Because McGregor is always drunk. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, uh, too much. Welcome to the forecast, episode thirty-five. Most low-energy entry to a podcast. To- What's I don't up, know guys? About that. Welcome to the forecast, episode thirty-five. Is that better? Okay. Uh, the forecast is a bi-weekly slash fortnightly podcast produced every Thursday. We are a community of people who love talking about ideas in entertainment world, film world, game world, board games, video games, all that stuff. And sort of coming up with uh, different perspectives on how they're developed, how they're designed, uh, and just how they're implemented. And we love also just talking about really random, stupid stuff. So uh, if you like listening to that, thanks for joining. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash we are the horizon community, or you can check out our website. Uh, that is www.wearethehorizon.com. We also post all of our podcasts there, in addition to all the cast notes from everything we talk about. So I think, I think I have to clarify one of your statements. Uh, thanks for joining us regardless, even if you don't like listening. You, you kind of just, valid. You no, you know just I'm said... going to go ahead and say it. If you don't like listening, go fuck yourself. We don't want <laughs> to hear it. Oh, oh, frick. Jake, savage. Yeah. Someone has to like, say it. I'd also like to clarify that we like talking about some random smart stuff, too. 
not just some random stupid stuff. Oh, that's we a good point. We barely talk Alex. about actually smart stuff. Oh hey, man! Did you know that in the likelihood that we ever reach a point uh-huh. where we can perfectly oh simulate gosh. the entire universe <laughs> down to the individual atom in the exact manner that exists in real life? Uh huh. That theoretically, within that simulation, there would be a machine that could also simulate the universe exactly like that. Aren't you just talking about a short story by in Isaac which Asimov? Case, yeah, but that's also it's or, like or that's like a that story dramatizing the theory episode with the pocket yes. universes. Pocket universes. It's probably so happening right now. It is infinitely more likely that we are inside of a simulation than at the top of the stack of infinite simulations. I mean, I already knew that. I figured that shit back out in high school when I was like, guys, what if if I cut myself and no one's around? Does oh, anyone no. hear me bleed? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Rolling wow. in my skin. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. And we're back to high school. Oh my god. You guys remember high school? No. Unfortunately, no. It was all a blur. I mean, I do, yeah, but man. really okay with not remembering. I do, but I don't. Yeah. Hey, what can I mean? Personality-wise, what, were you guys like still nerds in high school? Oh, dude. Really. I was uh, the coolest I would like guy. to say I was a nerd. Alex, you were not the coolest guy. Alex was, was the coolest so guy. fucking popular at Monmouth Academy. At one of his schools. I, I, I don't like classifying myself as a nerd because that gives me way too much credit. I was just picked on and bullied and nothing. That doesn't make you a nerd. That just makes you... Yeah, I don't know what was wrong point. with Monmouth. I wasn't a nerd. Nerds have more credit than what I had. <laughs> I don't I know what was wrong with what... the social structure of Maine because, yeah, for some reason I was super popular. <laughs> But like any normal school, it was like, like a, real. Did you have like a specific haircut that year that was different no. than all the other years? No, he looks exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> Except also, now he has a beard. He's also like a vampire. That's, that's it. Wait, he wasn't one of those early beardies, you know? Nah, no. I had longer I, hair. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's what it was. I've seen that hair. It? No, that's got to have been what it was. You, you got it cut like halfway through the year or something. I, yeah. yeah. You, you showed up with like a freaking high school fro. Yeah, I had a high school fro. Yeah, that's what it was. Mushroom, ha- mushroom it was, cap. It was the era of high school fro's. Everyone had that, though, at one point or another. Yo, yo, fam, give me that HF fro. No. No. Hey, let's start with this. Uh, let's talk about some stuff in entertainment world. Um, WWDC just happened. Wait, hold on. What's the WWDC? Is that it like is... what would District of Columbia do? Yes, that's yes. exactly it. it. Is, what are, would are the there District any of bad... Columbia not do? <laughs> it's it's just what would District of Columbia? Is there any what bad was news this week? District of Columbia. I don't think there's so any there's bad news. Frank, we're not starting oh, with bad God. news again. Last oh, time we started God. with bad news, we talked about bad news for a second, and then later you yelled at Roger Moore. That's true. <laughs> I I couldn't yell at Roger Moore because he was dead. Depends on what you consider bad news, Roger I guess. Moore. Maybe we should start every podcast yelling at Roger Moore. No, oh I gosh. like Roger Moore. It's not. too late. It's canon now. That's what's happening. Maybe that's what we used to do. We just didn't specify. Like mm, are you saying that that's what we do thing? in one of our alternate lives in the multiverse of simulations no, like or whatever? Used, oh, it was before Owen was on the podcast, wasn't it? When we used to start, when everybody was like, all right, everybody has to make a sound, and we would all go, ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, that was implied at Roger Moore. <laughs> yes. Mm. Sounds wow. awful. Yeah, tell Travis. I remember Before those days. we replaced Travis with Owen, because that's what happened, <laughs> apparently. That is Damn. what happened. Well, WWDC for me on, guys. does not stand for what we do see. I'm here now. Uh, I like it. It stands it. for 
Worldwide Developer Conference, specifically for Apple. Is it implied Apple before the WWDC? That's true. That's true. They're implied? I didn't I didn't hear it. I mean, yeah, they, it's implied. They think, it's implied. They just, it's just know, but I didn't get the apple. implication. You don't actually say it. It's just the shape of the apple. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone yeah. someone could take a shit and then wipe their ass, and then Apple would be like, yep, it's revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no buttons on the shit. Yeah, it's an no. entirely it's, new way to shit. It's like there's, there's somebody up there just being like, it's intuitive. <laughs> You'll no, never shit, it's intuitive. In, way again. In, like a, in a button-down shirt that's untucked with some nice jeans, a great pair of like Alan Edmonds shoes, and some square glasses. And as long as you talk somewhat intellectually and have good tactical pauses with the great big giant projection screen behind you. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. (laughs) Yeah, I was going somewhere else, Frank. You need that huge screen behind you with like single words on it or just like a single image. It works. Somehow it works. Or just like a number. So anyway, WWDC. Let's talk, Alex. WWDC. Uh, So they have a number of announcements that came out. Um, Some small, some large. Amazon Prime Video is going to be on Apple TV. They spent like wow. 90 seconds on Apple TV. It's been forever. Um, oh, hey, brief thing about that. Amazon Prime. Yep. Did you guys hear that they're making it cheaper for people of lower incomes to have Amazon Prime? Neat. Interesting. Cool. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah. It was really neat because they're trying to combat Walmart. Anyway, back to WWD. <laughs> hey, anybody who wants to get in a fight with Walmart. I'm down. I'd fucking fight Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> That dude, the greeter at the store, show up, be like, "Welcome to Walmart." Just be like, "Bam!" Wow. So you're specifically fighting the employees of Walmart? Uh, I thought you were just gonna go like start punching a store. You got to start from the bottom, go to the top, man. Oh, go go talk to fucking Johnny Walmart or whatever his name. Amazon Prime and Apple. Let's 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 get this back. (laughs) Uh, Watch OS three, which they've they've got like some Toy Story themed watch faces, I guess. That's cool. Maybe some other improvements. Who cares, really? Well, they don't have a friend in me anymore. Uh, the new version of Mac OS is called High Sierra, which I don't know if they're trying to imply something. I knew a Sierra that got high a lot in high school. <laughs> that's that's probably what it is, actually. Uh, there's new iMacs. They're upgrading their MacBook Pro line. Uh, one of the big things is they're putting out okay. an iMac Pro. Which is going to be space gray, and it's only going to cost starting at five thousand dollars. Jeez, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's hurt my soul. It's going to have a Xenon processor with like eighteen cores in it. I'm not even going to get one, and I heard like the bank just take a mortgage out on me. <laughs> what, my favorite part about that statement is they say it starts at forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> like what? So what does it end at? What? I I just want to know who they're trying to trick at that point because I know the whole like doing a dollar under 99 thing to oh, yeah, make it dude. seem cheaper but at that point <laughs> you're already five grand inch fucking go <laughs> like yeah just round, round up that dollar make the taxes easier I don't know. it also has a 5k retina display i don't i don't yeah, care but five thousand dollars uh how much a is Mac the computer? 5k monitor from uh, uh, dell a lot of money yeah and it's several thousand but they put out a monitor. Dell, yeah, puts out monitors. They have one out. I can't remember. Uh, Dell Ultra Sharp. But uh, if you listen five, to the podcast yeah. again, you'll understand the joke. They have. Um, it's thirteen hundred. I mean, that's more than a fifth. 
Yeah, it's still stupid. And probably half of those are just going to be used for fucking base gas think about to go on their Instagram. <laughs> and think like, about how much money uh, you spend yeah. on your monitor compared to your entire setup. Are, yeah, are specifically I mean, me, or just no, everybody Aaron. in general? Yeah, yeah. has an expensive monitor. I do. Like I have an eight hundred dollar monitor. And you're you're the rest of your tower probably costs like a little bit more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree. So I don't know. Still coming in I'm under not... five grand though. <laughs> oh gosh, yes. <laughs> Alex is on the other hand. It's ridiculous. So eighteen cores even, though. You didn't mm. even talk about the best part. Yeah, uh, probably not WWDC. there. iOS eleven is happening. Who cares <laughs> nope. about that? Nope. Um, they're integrating Apple Pay into iMessage, like Cash App or Venmo. Yep. I think that's going to be super useful. But that we'll also probably start no. using that. Oh my God. Can we just... I well, want, some of us yes. will. Yeah. I just some want to will. be able to be like, yo, man, oh, you have five bucks. Let's, let's just touch phones. I can probably Siri, <laughs> Siri somebody money at that point. I can be like, hey, pay Aaron 20 bucks. That's dangerous. With Owen, um, also, Owen was just like, hey Siri, text Chad, and you just said it. So I could just be like, hey Siri, text Chad five hundred dollars, and, <laughs> and then your phone will just come alive and give me five hundred dollars. Oh, it's gonna, it, it, yeah, but see, Siri only works in uh, twenty dollar increments. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just gonna get a whole bunch of twenty dollar texts. Uh, I want Siri wow. to work in eleven, uh, eleven thousand. They're adding multi-speaker functionality to AirPlay to where you can like sync up speakers around your house. Mm-hmm. And cool. uh, they and announced their Apple Home there thing. There no, we go. This is the most is important that? part of WWDC, I think. They have decided to make their entry into the uh, sort of home assistant world. Oh, the Alexa slash Google Homes. I want yes. you to keep in mind you can get an Echo Dot for fifty bucks. They're charging three hundred and forty nine dollars for this Bluetooth speaker that you can no, talk at. Oh my god! Yeah, but I mean that's pretty typical for Apple to just charge way more than what their competition charges for basically similar products. I learned about this in school. They're not once. even like early well, into this market. Okay, They're like then. super late to this market. Yeah, I think it was like yeah. Monopoly or something that I learned about. Well, I mean, that would require them to be the only person in the market. Yeah. So, yeah, it's coming out competing with Google Home and Amazon Echo slash Alexa. I don't know. What's still, funny is... I, I, want the, I want Alexa. What's, what's funny about the HomePod is they actually had the ability to do all of uh, uh, sort of home assistant home automation in their, on their phone through the yeah. Home app. Um, and it basically did essentially what the assistant did. So you could just talk to your phone instead of talking to a device in each room. But yep. this makes me feel like they finally come to the point where they're like, okay, I guess enough people have decided that having a device per room in their house is more important than utilizing their phone to automate systems in their house. Because yeah. before they they just weren't going down that road at all. It's it's way easier access, I think, because you got to like pull your phone out, somehow activate Siri, and then tell it what you want to do. You mean like hold or, down the home button for a couple seconds? Yeah. <laughs> or you can be like walking through the house with groceries and be like 
Hey Alexa, put on some music. No, why you not can have be, your phone no, also pick that no. up? No, I, I want to be able to walk into the house and be like, "Hey Alexa," and she'd be like, "Hey," and then I'll be like, "I'm going to refer to you as just computer now." That is what you're going to respond to. Our so Alexa I can walk into the music. fucking house like I'm John Luke <laughs> fucking Picard, and I can be like, "Computer, <laughs> make it snow, make it snow, make it snow." Our freaking Echo started playing music. Uh, of course, it did. A fun aside today, I was I was cooking dinner, tacos actually this evening, and I I was like putting the shells in the in the oven, and then I was like, um, I can't say it too loud because she'll hear me, she'll hear me. But I was like, Hey Siri, set a timer for five minutes. She's like, Okay, and then I was just randomly I was like, Hey Siri, how's that timer doing? She's like, There's about twenty seconds left. I was like, Fuck, we're here. Because <laughs> you'd like. Just said it naturally and, it, and yeah. it worked. Yeah, like I didn't have to think about like how do I have to phrase this to where she'll understand. Right. <laughs> the okay, problem with being on your phone is it's like in your pocket usually. It doesn't really pick up stuff. Uh, I, I, I I have like my earbuds plugged in and it picks up the microphone. Okay. Mm, it's yeah, fun yeah. to spend time with people who don't. It's not about understanding the basics of home automation. It's more like understanding how to communicate to something that doesn't necessarily talk like a human being. Oh, man. Because the level of expectation is very high. And I don't <laughs> know why. I feel like it's the number of sci-fi movies we've watched. But oh, it's like, you know, you walk in the house and you're standing there with them and they're like, yo, Google, uh, turn on the sink. Like, <laughs> the sink's what? not connected what? to Google, but, you know... My parents nice constantly try. ask our Echo highly specific questions. <laughs> and I'm like, she's not going to know that. Like, yeah. She's just not. Like, I don't At know. what millisecond did Tom Brady? It's always yeah, it's like Super NFL Bowl. questions. It's, it's like really specific things about stats from the NFL. Like, you I would, would think that I, maybe they would know. Also, what prevents you from just like walking up into somebody's house if you had that high level of automation to just be like, Hey, Echo, flush the toilet. <laughs> flush flush the well, toilet again. Well, even if you yell out enough, Fl- hey, fl- hey, flush Echo. it again. Hey, Echo, open the door. It's like, oh, fl- cool. Flush it again. <laughs> Echo, bring my toilet paper. Echo, bring me food. Okay, yeah, Echo, you, listen, uh, here's the deal. I'm just going to lay on the ground. <laughs> and, yeah. You have a home automation connected front door lock and somebody like goes to the window near where your echo's at and starts yelling through the window <laughs> and lock the front door and then you just walk around to the front. Wow, I think you've just exposed a security flaw with my system. Because <laughs> you might, you know what? I'm going to go test this out when we're done because I'm going to go stand outside and be like, no. <laughs> no, I want you to, I want you to do it. I want you to do it right now. While oh. we talk about Leonardo versus Pepsi. Okay, you talk on. about Leonardo versus Pepsi. Before we I'm leave a... Apple, there was what? one other thing you missed. They announced their um, augmented reality toolkit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I forgot about should that. be pretty interesting. We might, see, might start seeing some cool augmented reality apps later this we'll year, I guess. They're late on that crap, too. Yeah, a little They're bit. They're late on a lot of things, though. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, is it Leonard versus PepsiCo? Yeah, oh, I thought, Leonard... it was, I thought it was Leonardo. This is so much more disappointing. <laughs> Le- Leonard it would versus be PepsiCo. Yeah, no, it's not Leonardo DiCaprio versus PepsiCo. I, it could uh, have been just some random dude named Leonardo. It could have been the Ninja Turtle for I don't fucking care. 
So I, uh, I'm taking a class uh, this summer. It's Monday through Thursday, and it's business law. Uh, it's a ton Ooh. of fun. Not really, but it's still pretty. It's pretty <laughs> interesting. Uh, but one of the cases that we went over today um, was from 1999 when PepsiCo put a commercial on the air that basically had like there was this point system like you know how like if you take a mountain dew cap off or whatever and you look at the bottom of it there's like a code or something that you can put in somewhere mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of like that but it was a point system uh where every time you sent them like the the points you would add up and then you could be able to like get t-shirts or glasses or whatever at the end of the commercial uh there was seven million points equals a harrier and so this guy, uh, Leonard, actually did the math on how much money he'd have to spend to get 7 million points, and he turned it in. And Pepsi was like, uh, yeah, that was a joke. Um, you can't actually get a Harrier jet. We, we're not just giving those out. Uh, and so he took him to court because he was like, you guys you know, are breaching a contract because this is a, a unilateral contract where I have engaged in something that you've set up and now the, the prize is supposed to be given. Uh, and so they kind of just went off and the court was like, yeah, I don't know if you're going to win this, Leonard. And I think at the end, Leonard didn't win. But I find it funny how far he got with the case just because it was like so absurd with the way... Actually. Uh, did he actually got it to court in the first place? Yeah, he actually got it to court. There's so, a lot I mean, of things that go to court that are surprising. I don't think this is that surprising, though. I mean, they advertised it. It's yeah, true. it's true. They um at the end of it though, they when they finally all said and done, didn't ha I? Th I think they may have had to pay some compensation fee or whatever. They uh, just settled out of court. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pepsi edited the commercial to say 700 million points. <laughs> Because it was only like seven hundred thousand uh, dollars, and this guy Leonard got some investors and stuff like that together to like try to you know get these points to buy this Harrier, basically. Yo, man, you wait, he a called people. Jet? <laughs> he called people and was like, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna buy a bunch of Pepsi. Here's what so, we're gonna do with it." Apparently, he didn't even buy the Pepsi because in the fine print it was allowed for him to send a certified check with the monetary value for the Pepsi points. That's right. Yep. So he wow. sent a $700,000 check to them and expected to get the Harrier, which is valued at $33.8 million. <laughs> Fair trade. I see. I see. Got my TI-89 out. It's a fair deal. Is that how that works? I feel yeah. like he would have gotten farther if he actually had the, like points. the seven I million think he got, points. I think he, he could have got pretty far if he actually had a Harrier jet. Because then he could do whatever the fuck he wanted. <laughs> he could be doing a lot of stuff if he wanted, yeah. I just wanted to, to point that out because I, there's a lot of cases that have been going over lately uh, in this class because, you know, business law, we're going over all of the stupid civil cases. Uh, it's just really interesting to, to see the different cases that people try to pull off. And this one was most uh, entertaining, in my opinion. That's we're, really uh, unique. If we're talking about some unique, fun little anecdotes of history and things that have happened, A, today is the anniversary of the invasion of Normandy from World War II, and mm -hmm. I was reading about it, and I did not know that Teddy Roosevelt Jr., the son of Teddy Roosevelt, was on the beaches of Normandy. He was the only general to land on the beaches in the first wave, and he asked multiple times to go. And they wouldn't let him because he was so old. And he eventually said, fuck you, I'm going to do it anyway. 
And so he stormed the beaches of Normandy with a cane and a pistol. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm 100% serious. So he stormed the beaches of Normandy with a cane and a pistol. And when they landed on Utah Beach, they realized that they were not on the right beach. Like they were a mile off of where they should be. And so everybody was like, oh shit, we're not where we're supposed to be. What do we do? At which point he says, we start the war from here and then led a charge up the fucking beach with a cane. <laughs> that wow. man is awesome. Honestly, I really hope that there's a scene of that in Dunkirk. <laughs> that would just, that would be the well, best. It wouldn't be in Dunkirk. It would be in uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Call of Duty I know. World War II. I definitely hope there's not WWII, a WWII, thank you. Yes. Oh, oh but it was, oh, th Jesus. That man was amazing, and the reason he did it all is because he knew he had a heart problem, and he was going to die in like a month anyway, so he was like, nah, man, if I'm gonna die, I'm dying on the fronts. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm gonna go, we're gonna go in style, essentially. Exactly. Yeah, it was it, extremely stylish. It, it would be a cool scene from uh, that they could add to a movie at some point, but speaking of movies, uh, let's jump over to, to uh, Fantasy Movie League. Yes. Owen and Horizon Movie League, which you have written on here. Yeah, Tell us about I, this. So, uh, I have discovered this thing that is called Fantasy Movie League. It is like fantasy football, only instead of picking teams <laughs> and, you know, like players and stuff and weird point systems, basically what it is is that you yourself have a theater and you have eight screens for that are running in your theater. And each week you have to pick what is playing on those eight screens. And then at the end of the box office weekend, that's like the game is the weekend. Um, and, you know, whoever has the most earnings from the movies wins in your league. Um, so one of the things to limit yourself from basically just sitting there and like spamming all Wonder Woman or something like that is each movie has a value and you have a budget of a thousand bucks. Like film bucks, I think it's called something like that. Uh, wh okay. What is what is a thousand bucks in Pepsi points? <laughs> <laughs> but so, like for instance, this week, uh, Wonder Woman is I think like six hundred and some bucks, and so that is to put it on one screen. So I can't put it on more than one. I can have one screen showing Wonder Woman, and then I have to fill in the other seven. No, that math doesn't check out. I got my TI-89 right here. <laughs> um, so yeah, so oh, so this I is see. a thing. You, I'm doing basically... it with a bunch of coworkers. I've also created a league for those of us in the Horizon. So anyone who's listening is more than welcome to join us. I hope that you guys would join us as well. Um, the league <clears throat> itself is called Horizon Movie League, and the password to get in is We Are the Horizon. And there should be a little link in the doobly-dee-doo. I just uh, actually the clicked what? the link. I don't the think I needed a password to join as long as uh, you clicked the link. Oh, God, we're fucked, guys. And the password <laughs> is We Are The Horizon. So join us, and there should be something fun, so that way you can play this game with us and we can talk about movies. So answer me how this works when it comes to different states, then. Is it your I'll, specific I'll you local works. theater? Oh I'll my tell gosh, you how Frank. It works. It's, it's eight movies. Box right? office. Ready? It is box office totals. Box Terminator okay, one, so it's just box office Terminator totals. Terminator okay. two. Yeah. Yes, Predator, Frank, I know. Die Terminator. <laughs> Holy crap, Frank. Freaking. <laughs> you like whip out some other stuff. Maybe you throw like Willow in there. No. I don't know. No, no, no. Let's talk about good movies. Tombstone. 
Oh, like okay, that Woman? is a good movie. That's a good one. But yeah, sure. Let's move to Wonder Woman. Let's talk about this since you mentioned it earlier as a part of this uh, fantasy movie league thing. Don't give anything away. I will not spoil it, but it was amazing. Jake can back me up on it. Jake? Yeah, uh, it kind of lost me at the end when she turns into Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, that was Frick. just weird. <laughs> Maybe I've said too much. That part where she kills <laughs> Batman and then just like starts beating the crap out of Iron Man with Captain America's shield. Yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's a character. There. But so it worked out. It, not walls. necessarily. That's actually a comic because DC uh, meets uh, Marvel. And in fact, Wonder Woman does wield both Captain America's shield and Thor's hammer. So that's dumb. Yeah. Am I am I a bad person for yes. not giving Yeah, I know that. <laughs> this is a rhetorical question. Am I a bad person for not giving a shit about this movie, even though I hear people saying it's great because I think Wonder Woman is lame and Superman is lame and just about every single DC hero is lame? I mean no. in I all think they're all lame. the best thing that DC has done. What about Marvel? Do you like any of the Marvel movies? Uh not as much anymore. I mean, this did better than the first Captain America, the first Thor, the first Hulk, the first Iron Man. I mean, are you talking better in the theater? Yeah. Well, I don't give a shit about the numbers. Okay. I care about the movie. So this is just personal preference. I, I mean, I thought it was a, de- a good movie, and as a fan of Marvel, I saw this and I was just like, whoa, this is actually DC being good, and I didn't... I didn't go into it knowing a lot about who Wonder Woman was. Like, I obviously know a little bit of her origin story from just being around comic books, but she not has a ton. golden lasso that makes people tell the truth. And surprisingly, <laughs> it's a very efficient lasso in the oh, movie. Yeah, fucking tie that you f- around your man junk, and this was—you'll say anything, man. <laughs> Do you feel like this is a comeback for DC's movies? Like this is because the last two that they've well, two. for for it to be a comeback, it would mean they had to have been in a good spot before. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Do you feel like this is a good next step for DC movies? There I think this go. is a good next step. I am fearful for Justice League, though. Man, still they are going to fuck that Batman up so Superman. hard. <laughs> yeah. So, it, like, not as we discussed out. earlier, the, Joss Whedon is kind of there a little bit, but I don't think he's there enough to do anything of real importance to save Wonder Woman from what Zack Snyder is going to do. Because I fear that Wonder Woman is going to have the same thing that happened to um, Black Widow. Whereas if you notice Black Widow in all of the Marvel movies, one movie she's like a super awesome spy. And then the next movie, she's basically just a damsel in distress, and all of her awesome spyness is just magically gone. And in the movie after that, she magically has super cool tech that somebody gave her, and is a love interest to the Hulk. And you're just like, what the what the heck is going on with this character? There's no Black Widow doesn't have a a character arc that stays solid. It changes way the hell too much, and I fear that they're gonna do that too. Wonder Woman of how this is awesome. We have a great movie about her, and then in Justice League they're just gonna be like, nah, we just need her to be like a pretty chick for Batman to swoon over. Doesn't matter, dude. You know why they do that? For it's because what is, she's freaking lame. <laughs> There's like I, aliens I, and like super powerful beasts and monsters and robots and crap, and she's, she's a just Greek like God. No, how I'm not talking about. Lame? I'm not talking about the Greek God. I'm talking oh. about ScarJo. Yeah. 
You know, I, for what it's worth, I don't think I've ever watched a uh, Zack Snyder directed film that I thought was quality. Anybody? 300 is pretty badass. Really? But then again, that was when I was like 14. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess he did Dawn of the Dead, 300, Watchmen. He did The Legend of the Watchmen, Guardians, dude. which was that Owls movie. I, was, I didn't really like Watchmen. You didn't like Watchmen. Mm-mm. I think a lot of people didn't like the movie. I really liked it. I liked it. Uh, I, I liked it. I know a lot of people that didn't like it were like, I mean, it came out when I was in high school, back to high school again. And they were like, I don't know, dude, that movie's weird. It's got like dicks in it. I'm like, you probably, you, you probably look at a dick every day. You tell them high school, Frank. You get them. The dick is important, though. The dick is signifying his relation to humanity. And how close he is to humanity. It, it's an entire thing of like why he goes from wearing a ton of clothing to basically none at all. I mean, you could say the same thing with like nipples. Uh, like, yeah, free the nipple. Dude, Zack Snyder did Sucker Punch. Like, correct. It's an awesome director. <laughs> Sucker Punch was all right. <laughs> I was, okay, Sucker Punch. Uh, again, almost it's not all like... of the movies that he's made, I love the concepts of, but the execution, a lot of it feels hollow. Sucker like Punch okay. was terrible. Just FYI. Yeah, but, but it was a cool concept. It was a very cool concept. I, was I, being can, I can agree with that that analysis, Frank. I do think there are some good concepts that he has had, but they just have not been delivered upon. So, we'll cross our fingers and you know be disappointed by Justice League. That could work out. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I feel like actually we've we've all been going to see movies recently, and there are a couple others we have not had a chance to talk to about either because we didn't get around to them or we didn't actually see them until after the last cast. Uh, the first of which is Alien Covenant. Is it good? Did anyone see it? Uh, Alex and I actually got to go see Alien Covenant right after um, our cast from last week. And pretty much the entire time we were there, it was just him sitting in a chair, hands on both of the, the armrests, and eyes were about the size of quarters uh, because he was just freaking out the entire time. <laughs> I wasn't... I was not freaking out. I don't think you blinked the entire movie. It wasn't a freak out. It was like a, this is very suspenseful and I'm uh-huh. tensed up. Uh-huh. I wasn't that's like... Not, that's not what I saw. Freaking out. You couldn't even make eye contact with me. Was I supposed to be making eye contact with you? Yeah, me? during a movie. Yes, he was yeah. trying to date. It yeah. was our dinner and a date, Alex. What kind of movies are you guys watching? Our dinner and a date. We watched Prometheus just before that. And I didn't Never realize did. how like how much it was going to flow right into the next movie because I didn't think it was actually like a direct sequel, but it kind of was. Yes, it was. Yeah, I um, saw like I, I saw footage for like a Prometheus fucking weird like conspiracy theory video, and I was like, I remember that scene happening in Prometheus, and then it was like Alien Covenant. Oh, yeah, like Michael Fassbender's in it. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> yes, even know he, he was is. in it. He's, he's do, also do guys, in it. Do you guys care if we spoil anything from Alien Covenant? No. Uh, okay. No. Okay, Michael Fassbender <laughs> makes out with Michael Fassbender in the movie. I knew it. It's the weirdest scene. It's great. <laughs> it's, who, is the bo- who is the double to do that? Like, who had to wear, who had to don <laughs> the fucking green man costume? I don't know. They had, like, such a, there was such a level of interaction between himself in the movie. It was, it was very impressive, actually. I mean, he, like is at one there point like he's a playing five like minute a scene where he's just like jerking it. Yeah, actually, five <laughs> Dutch five writer. whole minutes. Did you just wow? <laughs> Dutch time. Wow. No, 
there's a five, there's like a pretty long scene. I would say probably close to two minutes where they're just interacting, um, both of the Fassbender characters. And at one point, they start like one of them is like playing the recorder, and the other one is like changing finger position on the recorder. And then I don't, there was just so much going on in that movie. Finger position, eh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's two different characters that have different accents, and he talks to each other. Like they talk, they talk to him. He talks to himself with different accents. It's great. Actually, pretty cool. Yeah, it's very neat. It's very neat. Go watch it if you haven't watched it. That's also, just are, a really are, good are movie. There, are there any watch Colonial Prometheus Marines first. in it? No, uh, not Colonial. Does no. the M1A4 pulse rifle make an appearance? No, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> it's really does, good. You're missing anyone, out. If you're out. Does it's anyone really say good. game over? Don't, I don't remember nope, them saying nope, game over. No, nope, nope. there is some really cool scenes in that movie, though. There are some really freaking cool scenes. Is, Danny, watch it. is Danny McBride in that movie? Yep. Yes. And he plays it's, like a not funny character. Yeah. So is he just like branching out? I get maybe he's having a uh, McConaughey. McBrideisons. Uh, uh, McBrideis. <laughs> uh, McBridal Frank, party. You went and watched Logan recently. Uh, yeah, I mean that that movie's relatively recent, right? Like, no, I, I'm not just out of the loop. It's I you, think it you, came out on Blu-ray. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah you're ago. a bit out of the loop. Yeah, okay, a bit out of the loop. That's a good ass movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> I saw they were playing the noir version at the Alamo. What does that even mean? I think it's, it's just black and, black and white. It's black and white, yeah. Like the noir films. Like just seeing Patrick Stewart just curse so much was great <laughs> but like i i thought hugh jackman did a really good job as just being beaten to fuck and like patrick stewart did great it was it was just a really good movie it, i i didn't even really think of it as like a superhero movie and then every time wolverine freaking stabs a dude in the dude in the skull and they show it i'm just like oh my god I am now fully realizing like why Wolverine is so bad because they never show that stuff. Like, is this R? Is it rated R? Oh, yes. it's R. It's a hard R, baby. Interesting. It's, it's just old grizzled Wolverine in a rated R film. Probably pretty bad. Like in but terms of gore. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Have you has Have you guys seen it? Nope. nope. Oh, no, you man. haven't seen it? No. Nope. I would highly recommend. I'm gonna it. see it soon. I think. It is a great. Like go to see it, or are you, it, like, you gonna have it on the Plex? On Plex. Mm. It is mm. just a. It is mm. just a really good movie. That it's not a superhero movie. It's. It's. It's good. It's more of a. It's more of like a human story movie. Yes. Right? Yes. Human interest story, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last but not least, in movie world, Alex, you have written a silent voice here. Yeah. What? Um, is this more of your Japanese anime crap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. An, it's an animated film from uh, Japan. Japanimation, please. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, fine. Japan. Is this more of your Japanimation? It's it's a uh, it's another feature length anime film that came out recently um, that I just wanted to mention real quick because it's it's a it's a story about um, a deaf girl that goes to school and gets bullied. And then it, it's like a really kind of like human emotional take at like 
this what what that kind of person would deal with and like the people around her and then like what the person that bullied her in school goes through feeling with guilt and stuff like that and it's really beautifully animated and it's just i'm, it's I'm just honestly tearing really up right now just hearing you talk about this so <laughs> why why an anime movie i don't know it's japan they make anime yeah japan well, animation, yeah, frank Th- this this sounds, could have been this. This sounds like it could have been. A, it could have been a regular thing. But do you think having it be an uh, be a anime feature length film to enhance it, like um, maybe be able to present it in a different way you might not be able to in cinema? Or I think they can stylize things a little bit more to evoke certain emotions and stuff like that. I also think that does a big they can... thing come up on the screen halfway through the movie? It just says cry. No. <laughs> Bl- friggin' white screen, black text. But wow. I, I think the, the other major thing with animation, though, is that they can hit a different target audience from just like a regular drama. Yeah, there's just going to be a whole bunch of dudes being like, my feels got hurt. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Shoot me. I mean, I guess yeah, those people exist in the anime oh, culture, they exist. but so it's also like not cringy people. Is this in anime. the same realm as Your Name, where it came out in Japan and then a while later it was released? Yeah. Okay. Is that like so? I feel like that's not a normal thing in the United States. It's been happening more recently, I think, with the at least with the bigger releases. Um, so it's a bit of a trend. Yeah, it's it's been trending. I think this one. Well, also with came the, out around the same time as your name in Japan, just now making it over here. Okay, I mean, also with the amount of content that's being pushed out on Netflix, it's anime as well. Yeah, that's been just. I mean, the al- internet is globalizing the world. What? <laughs> globalizing the world. That's amazing. I'm gonna have to write that down. Did you coin that? Yeah, dude, I made that up. The internet. This globalized. Okay, I got it. Perfect. Oh wait, guys, I got apples on Apple here on the phone. Uh, they thought of that first. <laughs> uh, let's move on to some other stuff uh, outside of film world and talk about some games. E three is going to be coming up here soon. Uh, it actually starts on my anniversary. Woot woot woot. We're gonna do a live E three like chat stream, right? Oh, we're doing a live E three. Who's Alex can. I'm sure Alex will be doing nothing but watching the E3 stream. I have to go to wow. work. Alex, what do you really do there, though? I'll be watching E3. Yeah, exactly. It helps old watching women plugging computers. Yeah, you were friggin' watching the Destiny stream while you were at work. <laughs> That's right. I um, have my windows on my screen arranged that I can just have like a little YouTube window at all times. Stop it. In case I need that. That's no. So E3 coming up. Uh, actually going to be next week. Um, thoughts, predictions? I hope they have more Destiny 2. Here's more five. Games. <laughs> I think that's pretty good, Jake. I think you got, I think yeah, you got something there. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I, that think, is uh, I think Jake pretty steep. much nailed it. I think, we're, I think we're at that point in... I mean, I'm specifically talking for like consoles. So, I mean, it might apply to the PC as well, but like, I, I feel like we're at that age of the console where it's like a lot of the developers have really worked out kinks and can really start coming out with some amazing stuff. But I mean, whoa, this, whoa, gener- this generation did, already has been great. Did you just say developers are working out all the kinks? Yeah. 
I feel like we're at the point where developers are spending less time working out kinks and more time just making money. Well, that's true. I'd back that up. I feel like the complete opposite. I feel like when they used to release games, and we've talked about this a few times, in that uh, it's a little it's a little easier to release games because you know you can patch them later. Whereas on other media content like you know CDs and cartridges, you couldn't actually do that. You couldn't release updates because it's gotten so much easier. And because I mean, people are making so much more money. This is I, a I different like, thing. Yeah, no. Like I know where Frank's going. Yeah, what I'm also on that part. Look at the games that come out these days, and then the games that came out back then on CD-ROM, and how like exponentially more complex they are. Yeah, but like they also you're gonna, have. You're gonna get bugs I mean, in there. Look at this. Here's a good example. You can look at the size of the people who of the the studio that made Doom. And compare it to the st- the size of the studio who's making like the current Doom or made Destiny or any number of other games. I mean, yes, are they exponentially larger? Yes, but also the studios have a ton more capabilities. They also have better software. They also have better ability to produce content quicker. So I don't know how. I mean, I, I mean, not- also a lot of the bugs that happen are like buried deep at the very beginning of the development of a game which requires a very large amount of work to then go back and I want to hear what you were about to say Frank so what I was going to say was maybe kinks was the wrong choice of words but it was more like a console's renaissance like I feel like it's the time for them to really start pushing the hardware and doing some crazy shit. Like so, I, I, this year, I want to see some Uncharted 2 train sequence. <laughs> so like consoles go in cycles, right? So yeah, maybe they're being lazier. Maybe they put out day one patches all the time. Maybe we have all these weird trends in gaming where we're getting less polished stuff on day one. But also this is about the time where studios are putting out like their second major release on this iteration of consoles, maybe. So like the first one, they're developing for this new platform. They're trying to figure out like the new hardware. What's the best way to optimize for it? Then they put out their stuff. Now they're starting fresh on a new project. A couple years later, they're putting out their second major project on a platform. That's they really know the system at that point. They're able to push things further. Is maybe more in line with Frank's ideas. Like the yeah, Uncharted two, and, okay. Uncharted three, yeah. and then and then they also kind of also just sort of get more creative, where like a lot of, uh, what do you call it, like first generation, whatever. What what are the freaking name of games that come out when a console comes out? Launch titles. Yes, yeah. launch titles. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jake. This Jake, is why we keep you clutch. around. Yeah, this is the only reason. Yep. I know. 100%. Like, launch titles <laughs> usually play it safe in, like, uh, just sort of the, the genres that they lie within. But, like, with Horizon Zero Dawn, like, that that went a lot of really great places. And now I just want to see... I'm also interested to see how Far Cry 5, how they're going to do that whole deal. Yeah, so we'll yeah. probably see more Far Cry 5 at E3. I always see uh, more, more Shadow of War. Uh, more of Shadow of War. Uh, Xbox Scorpio will probably be a big thing on the mm. Microsoft stage. Do you think they'll have any PlayStation VR? Probably. Most, most certainly, yeah. Uh, F- Fallout VR. Fallout 4 VR might be there. 
Mm. If they don't have anything for PlayStation VR, they're going to get behind the curve here. Uh, I just saw like PlayStation VR is like far leading the sales of the VR space, like over Vive and Rift. They sold like 400K units in the first quarter of this year. It's a wow. little easier to buy something when you just have to own a console that yeah. is the same console that everyone else owns. Yeah, when they buy. having a console is fucking great. <laughs> you never I don't know any that, I don't know if I'd go that far. But. <laughs> my my curveball for E3 is, for the love of God, they have to show that new Star Wars game. Right. The one that Volition's making. But that's which, not which Star Wars the, Battlefront 2. The Amy Henning headed project. Ooh, yeah. Is that that that's not thirteen thirteen, is it? No, thirteen thirteen uh, got so that one got shut down. Air. That one, whatever that team was working on, or whatever remnants of thirteen thirteen there was, what this is, unfortunately, uncharted in space. Anyone? Yeah. Ooh. I want to see more content about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yep. <laughs> Probably I have won't. been waiting for so freaking long to see anything else about that project. What year nah, did that get announced? Just, just put them out. Just they announced it, it like mean... several years before Witcher 3 was finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the um, oh, it was announced January 23rd, 2014. Mm, nope. Okay. Sorry, before that. Uh, I'm looking at all the, all the, <laughs> I have a, keep going back, keep going back. Wow. 2nd of March, 2013. There you go. That's when they began. That's when they began discussing it. So yeah, would love to see something else about that. It's been a while. I mean, I know they came out with The Witcher 3, that small little, you know, game. I really want Cyberpunk to be like Blade Runner, the RPG. (laughs) I just think in six more months, I could possibly try. Pray for the gods. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> possibly i like you had that key phrase in there but you never know man because just beats and shapes is still kind of just not out at all that the game that's yeah. been attacks like four years in a row pretty much been there so long there's a lot but, of games that are recurring there though i mean that's that's been a theme how maybe do they we get maybe due process will come out at some point. Like, how do they get reinvited if they don't like actually launch a game within two years? Like they pay money. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> true. I mean, we happy yeah. few has been there. I think this this was their was it their third year this year? They or weren't fourth? there this year. No, oh, they, they weren't. This year. They didn't have a, they didn't have a booth. Yeah, they went yeah. there and they invited everyone to come drinking with them. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, we can't spend any more money on these booths because we're running out of money to fund our game and booze. Nintendo and will have Mario. Mario Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Yes, Mario Odyssey will be there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nintendo's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to make an assumption that they're probably going to be talking a little bit, at least a minimal amount, about the Xbox Games Pass and their future plans for that. Hey, Aaron, it, what's the Xbox Game Pass? Has anybody actually seen this? Yeah. No, I feel like nope. it's like Microsoft's attempt to have that. You remember, uh, what was that um, Redbox or that uh, game version of Redbox. Gamefly. 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 I feel like this is their their Gamefly, but it's just all digital. Oh, so um, it's like uh, PlayStation, um, whatchamacallit? Plus? Yes, PlayStation just, Plus? PlayStation. No, it's not, no, not the, PlayStation the one that you can stream? Yeah. Yeah, where like a whole bunch of games come out, and then you can just play any of them for a month. And you just pay a monthly fee. I can't remember what it's... I, 
freaking. Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, this is ten bucks a month, um, and it's I, right now they have over a hundred titles, and it's all full content. So you just download, you can play the entire game. Right. It's I don't know how games. It's not PlayStation yeah. View, is it? Use the TV service. Yeah, yeah. There's a PlayStation service where you can stream old PlayStation games and like PS2 games or whatever. There's also a service like what you're describing, where you can just download the full games and this play them also, for a month. But this also actually does seem like it's old content. It doesn't necessarily seem like it's the new stuff that's come out. I mean, just on their front page under feature, they have Halo Five Guardians, Lego Batman, NBA Two K Sixteen, Payday Two. And Bioshock Infinite. And we're not talking about, you know, super fresh content. So yeah. I... If you look at the full fresh. list of games, it's mostly crap. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with how PlayStation services. I played Tokyo Jungle for a little while. I think it's just hard to make... I think it's hard to make money that way. You know, they're not... Think about the number of people who are actually probably starting a trial... If you own a console, you're probably going to be buying the games that you want to play. If you're not buying the games you want to play, you're probably just going to go to download all the free-to-play games that they have in the market. Unless you're, put... unless you're 16 and under and are just getting like gifts for Christmas. They're going like to put whatever they think they can't make money on anymore in there with maybe one or two key titles to entice the broader audience. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, like, the most important the part, reason why Halo 5 is on there is because like, that's their flagship. Yeah. The most important part of this entire thing is that the picture on the front page is just Danny McBride, and he looks like he's going with Sup. Great. Uh, yeah. Is Danny I'm McBride in. the face of Xbox Games Pass? It sure as heck looks like it. All right, I'm sold. <laughs> you don't <laughs> even have an Xbox. That's all it took. That's it. Doesn't I'm matter. sold. I can I can just download the Xbox, right? <laughs> yeah, you can just straight up download it. And what would be interesting is if they made that surface that service uh like cross platform compatible for PC, mm-hmm. like the rest of their Windows 10 stuff. Yeah, if I could play a PC copy of the Master Chief Collection, we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. Or at least Aaron and I wouldn't be. Well, probably not. You're pretty. That's a pretty accurate assessment. Um, Owen, I'm sorry, we cut, we cut you off earlier. We were talking a bit about um, E3 stuff, predictions. We got a little bit onto Nintendo, and then I, I, I was going to send us I, on to Pokemon, but we never actually made it there. I, I mean, I just uh, Pokemon, wanted Pokemon. to point out the fact that Nintendo had a uh, press thing today, and they were mentioning that they're awkwardly re-releasing Moon and Sun again on the For DS. What? Why? There's more Pokemon now? Question mark. That's as like what? I think that's what? what I got of it was not... we added some Pokemon. We're re-releasing the same game that we released like three months ago. No, guys, 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 hear me out. Okay, guitar case Pokemon. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It was <laughs> oh. it was a weird thing for them to mention since everyone was expecting them to uh, mention Star, and instead of Star, they were mentioning uh, their Porting the Pokemon tournament with a couple more Pokemon over to the Switch, which I actually like because A, Poke tournament is kind of cool, and B, it works really well on the Switch because you have the two Joy Cons that you can just take off the sides of your Switch. 
and start playing. So no matter where I am, I can just take out one of the Joy-Cons, throw it to whoever's next to me, and start a Pokemon battle. And I think that's oh, kind of neat. The, the I get really thing... excited for you every time you talk about your Switch, because you can play it everywhere. <laughs> I want you I, to know that. I, I do, man. I play... I Mar- Mario Kart to do it on a bus the other day on my way to work. So, like, it's neat. Um... The, the Pokemon only... games are called Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yeah. Love what, what? On the subject of Pokemon tournaments, I have never kept up with it. So the last thing that I heard was a couple of years ago. Actually, more than a couple of years ago. There's a kid that won uh, the tournament and then proceeded to just take a shit in the hallway. Uh, literally yeah literally as as like a uh yeah fuck you guys i won at pokemon so i'm gonna drop trow and friggin blow deuce all over i mean how do you celebrate Uh, you know what jake checkmate yeah gotcha there's rumors that hopefully they will be mentioning about either Nintendo's going to do two things at E3. They're either going to double down on what is already announced and just be demoing stuff off like Mario Odyssey, Arms, Splatoon, stuff that's already we already know that's coming. And so everyone's assuming that's that's pretty much what they're going to do, but they still have the platform that they could mention a new Metroid, a new Animal Crossing, and uh-huh. maybe a new Smash. And people are kind of hoping about that, but it seems like they're grasping at straws. There doesn't seem to be any like hard evidence. I hope they kind of mention a new Metroid, because it's been a while, and I really want to play Metroid. They're not going to do nothing with that. Me too. I freaking love Metroid. They're going to have like 50 I, I Mario Odyssey stations and nothing else. I play Metroid. Mm. And that's why I want to do it because everyone says Metroid was so good. You know those games still exist. Other M, that's the best one. No, don't do that. (laughs) No, definitely not. I I tried to get a uh, emulator playing Metroid a while back. It's just that is illegal, sir. (sighs) Yeah, how dare you? Are we doing this argument again? How dare me? How dare me? Hey, speaking of emulators, let's talk about this for one second. The Simu emulator. uh, The guys are now getting about $28,000 a month on Patreon yep. to work on their emulator. Uh, which is a lot of freaking money for, I don't even know how many, how big their little, can you even call it a studio? I guess you can call it a studio. Team. Jake, Dev Caleb, team. if you don't actually have anything and you're building something, can you call yourselves a studio? Mm, not, sure. not until you have a name. Mm. You can, why not? Uh, I feel like you need a name. They're a dev team. Otherwise, you're just a team. Dev team. Dev team. There we go. A dev team. Hey, what's up? I'm Johnny Studio. They're not even making a game. They're just making software. Yeah, they're just making an emulator. Yeah, that's it. Just the emulator. Uh, The important part of this is we have talked about Breath of the Wild pretty significantly and consistently on our cast. Yeah. Um, And they have released a couple videos of it running in 4K, and it's almost flawless at this point. Uh, very little, or very little jitter, very little lag. It's that consistent. was quick. Yeah. Question is whether or not they're actually going to be able to release it. Um, because there it's still, in, it's still. I thought it was still closed. I mean, they release the versions of the software as they come out. Oh, have they been? Okay. Well, there you go. Now you can go play it. Oh, good. 
But $28,000 a month, though. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. To be working on an emulator only. Uh, a couple other things that fall under video game category that we've been looking at lately. Uh, Chad, you had a couple things on this list. Tekken 7, which I know you've been playing at least a little bit of lately. I beat it. You a big fan of Tekken, Chad? Uh, so, it's kind of a childhood game of mine. Uh, I think ever since I touched a controller, I've been playing Tekken. Uh, from like Tekken 1. Uh, Tekken 1, 2, and 3 were pretty good. Number 3 was probably one of my favorites just because I had the farting dinosaur in volleyball. Um, spent endless hours just farting out of volleyball. It was great. Uh, Tekken 7 came out, though, and I bought it the second day it came out, I guess, um, just because I wanted to play a fighter where I could just button mash and wreck people. Uh, I got through the story pretty quickly. Uh, it was actually really short. Um, they, I think they kind of advertised that it was going to be like this super like intensive story and it's not just like you choose a character and you're going to play off of that character storyline, but I kind of went through it and, um, at the end of the game, uh, the final guy you fight, yep, there's a volcano. Fucking uh, right. At the, the, the final guy you fight though, uh, was just absolutely ridiculous. I played on the middle difficulty. I think there was like easy, medium, and hard, or whatever. Uh, and it just—it just seemed like they sped up the game for that character, and he just moved way faster than he actually should have. And so I actually stayed up like from twelve to four in the morning trying to beat this guy. How tilt you get? I got so tilt. I was so upset. Like finally beat level him. Tilt. Finally beat him by just spamming one move. Over and over again. Now a little less than Brawlhalla Tilt. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Tekken's pretty cool. Um, there's a bunch of different modes that you can play. You can play arcade, treasure mode, uh, where you can get sick cosmetics. I have never uh, played Tekken. Is it like a just a fighting game? Yeah, it's a fighting yeah. game, but it's not like it's not like your typical like Street Fighter, where like you have to do like quarter circles and stuff like that to actually do uh, attacks. It's it's just kind of combos of like hitting keys and correct orders and, and stuff like that. It was also mm. one of the first to go into the 3D plane. True. True, true. Oh, okay. okay. Um, yeah, but I actually, when I was talking about the character creation, I, I think I mentioned to Jake that I had that. Uh, it's just the characters that are in the game, though, and you just kind of toss uh, cosmetics on top of them. So that's kind of sad. You can't... Um, what is the what is the tattoo you put on your character, Jake? In the uh, Tostitos. Mm, yeah, you can't put that on characters in this game, sadly. No deal, no <laughs> sale. Um, so yeah, that's Tekken Seven uh, Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. Also, is an early access, and I saw that the other day and was intrigued, and so I dropped the money on it. Uh, and I have had like four to five hours so far of fun of just putting chickens oh. against. Uh, various types of different enemies, such as a T-Rex, an uh, orc, uh, elves, stuff like that. Just hordes and hordes of chickens that run super fast. Wait, is this like a... You're not really doing anything? It's just literally simming the... It's a sandbox. Yeah, it's a sandbox. You get to choose teams. Uh, So there's like eight different teams that you can choose in the beginning. You can choose whether they hold position or attack. Uh, you can choose what team they're on. So you can do a free-for-all, or you can make teams be on the same side. Uh, and so basically, the first battle I ever did, 
was a ogre that had like trillions of health versus chickens that only do one damage and have one health, but they moved incredibly fast. And so it's just like 6,000 chickens running at this one orc. And it was kind of just hilarious to see them all die with like one swoosh. Uh, like and then the you chickens. can you can just basically like see um, what what race is better than the other. That's I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. What race? <laughs> it's better than the other. Woo! It's getting struggling right now. <laughs> um, Frank, I feel like I should have just you know boxed out like forty five minutes for you to it's talk about that long. Elite Dangerous. <laughs> He only needs 40. Sorry, 42. You know what? Okay. Oh, oh, 42. Okay. Well, Frank, let's talk about Elite Dangerous for a second. What happened? Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> I think it was. I started like the timer. Six or seven months back. Um, for the. There was like this really cool, sensational thing that happened in Elite Dangerous, which for those of you who don't know, um, is a space combat trading flight sim ostensibly um it's a really well made uh it looks it looks great it flies great there's uh lots of cool things but it was it was very uh it's still in beta or no actually they're officially released now but they're still adding in a lot of stuff that really needs to be in the game uh but six or seven months back there was a guy uh, flying through what they call witch space, which is basically hyperspace, which in game terms is a loading screen which loads the next star system as you're flying to it. While he's in witch space, he gets uh, hyperdicted. He gets pulled out of hyperspace, which has never happened before in Elite Dangerous. And then what happened was a strange starfish-looking alien ship appeared, did some strange things... And then disappeared and was pretty much never to be seen again. Only a couple other people had seen him. Come to find out, that alien had been in the game for eight months prior to that, just wandering the galaxy. Just one of them. And there was just this happenstance that this guy was in the right place, right time. Last week, I believe it was Friday or Saturday, um, they, the alien was spotted again. Uh, there's these barnacles that people have found on planets that they believe to be alien in or- origin. And uh, they, some people just kind of like hang around the barnacles. I don't know. The elite dangerous community is a little eccentric. Um, but these guys are just hanging out. And this one guy was chatting. They're all sitting in like their rovers because they're on a planet. And... And... And I was just, did you lose it? I did not. Mumble just talked to me and it was very distracting. I can tell. Um, so these guys just hanging out, talking in the chat. All of a sudden, all their systems go offline. And then suddenly you hear this big noise up top. I'll send you a video link so you can put it in the podcast notes. Um, and this alien just freaking comes out of hyperspace his ship does some weird shit and pulls some some things out of this barnacle and then 
just disappears. And then the video ends in like the perfect timing because the system, everyone after the alien leaves, all the systems come back online, and then you just see in the chat window, holy shit, and then the video ends. <laughs> Good timing. timing. I, I really like how because what I what I see coming of this is them basically introducing an alien faction into the game, but the way they're doing it is just so interesting. And it just generates a lot of buzz around the game because it would not be the same if there was just like, oh, if you go to the star system, this this alien's like always there and it's basically just a part of the story or whatever. It's a mission you have to go on. But to have it to just be this random thing as you're playing the game is just cool, sensational, mysterious. Like, what does it mean? Yeah. Well, and I really like that uh, sort of in-game content buzz where something's a mystery and you know, you like, have, like it, it, somebody finds it and they're like, oh, yeah, this happened. You're like, all right, okay, sure. I, yeah, I, okay. I compared it to, yeah, like people in the game didn't believe him. And he had to actually show like video evidence. But like it, it's, so, I compare it to sort of Eve where I feel like I, I don't play Eve, but I just love to hear stories about it because they're so like interesting. I, I heard a lot of people that didn't play Elite Dangerous that were like, yo, did you hear about this like crazy shit that happened in this game? I mean, I'm not going to lie. You talking about this, because you've mentioned this thing happening before, I, it has made me interested in this game because I think that is such an interesting way to introduce something to a game, and especially something that's supposed to be a rare occurrence. It's not just like, oh, hey, we put it in the patch notes, just read the patch notes. Like... It's just, oh, hey, it's happening. Right. The fact that it was in the game for, like, months before anyone came across it is I, just... I almost feel like the, like my prediction for this is, is they're going to keep kind of seeing this over the next, like, few months or even up to, like, a year and a half. And then there's just going to be this, like, alien infestation where it's just random, like, oh, crap. Everybody get on. We got to defend blah, 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 because aliens are attacked. And it's just like this whole huge like alien horde attack. And it just changes the game uh, for that a little bit. That would be bit. cool. And then like once they it's no longer just a trade game. It's it's like alien defense. Like it sort gotta, of involves we gotta the push game as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, like the to the communities like um merit they have made the game interesting because there's not a lot going on so they've basically made their own conflicts and stuff but to then have it to where we all have to band together would be would be really interesting i think it'd be cool um let's move to the last thing we're talking about video games here um a little bit of uh pathfinder and caleb i'm assuming you're talking about kingmaker yeah. Why are so we talking about Kingmaker? A, uh, so there's a new CRPG on Kickstarter that is Pathfinder Kingmaker, the adventure path, mm-hmm. but as a CRPG. What, what, what is a CRPG? Thank you, Frank. Uh, well, I think it stands for Computer Role Playing Game, but hmm. it's like uh, like Pillars of Eternity or Tyranny. Oh, you mean things some like po? That. Yeah, like some Poe. Trying to play some Poe? Yeah. Or like Divinity? 
Did you say divinity? Mm, uh, yeah, kind of like Dude, that. Dude, divinity I guess. is D and D. Like, come on. Yeah, now. yeah, but th- it's it's not real time like most of them are. I guess not most of them are real time. Poe isn't. Well, Poe is. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is. Talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say about it. So are if they, you oh, like done... if you like Pathfinder, I think this would be a really interesting project. Are they like trying? They are something... they trying to incorporate like? how actual pathfinder works i don't know with a dungeon master and everything i don't think they'll be including any type of dungeon master i think it has a built-in story i mean if they're just running kingmaker they've already got plots encounters the whole shebang so they don't really need yeah kingmaker is an entire adventure path that runs you from level one to like 18 i think or 19 maybe yeah so everything's all fleshed out already in some books where's my 20 at I don't know. It might go up to 20. <laughs> Some, most of them stop around 18 or so. What a cock tease. <laughs> it looks pretty. Yeah. I mean, even some of the initial renderings that they have here um, look... I mean, it, it looks cool. It'd be interesting to see if this actually gets funded. I mean, they still have 35 days to go, and they've already made one-fifth of their goal. Yeah. So... I'm it's assuming... The, first, the only really reason I bring it up is because I like Pathfinder a lot, and it's the first Pathfinder-based... RPG, computer RPG. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of board games, uh, let's move on to some other things here out of video games. We played a game uh, a week ago at uh, Alex's house called Captain Sonar. Um, we just want to touch base on this. I actually don't. Alex, did you ever find out when this game came out? No. Great. Excellent. Wonderful. Hey, Siri. Yeah, some time ago. <laughs> Long, long time ago. Let's just say like that. a question my parents would ask Alexa. Yeah, yeah they would. That's when right. When did Captain Sonar come out? When? I'm sorry, I don't understand. When did? Uh, I'm really good impression of your father. Yeah. <laughs> from my from my quick Google of googly search, April 6, twenty sixteen. The qu- the quick googly searches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man, this game is fun. Um, Alex, I'll let you talk about it, but All right, go ahead. You're like way more enthusiastic about it. I have super enthusiastic. Okay, here's the, here's the deal. I grew up playing a lot of Battleship. I love Battleship. I love the idea of Battleship. I love the almost simplicity of Battleship. battleship more. The simplicity of Battleship. The Battleship of Battleship, you know? I mean, it's just great. It's Battleship. You're getting some Pepsi points out the ass right now. <laughs> Captain Sonar is like a multiplayer version of Battleship, essentially. Um, wasn't there battleship are... multiplayer already <laughs> no. but it's team multiple based. people per team so you can play i think i think you can play 2v2 4v4. you can also play up to 4v4 um and each of you takes a specific role in your submarine one of you is the captain one of you is the first mate one of you is the engineer and one of you is the radio radio yes officer radio the hy- communications officer or whatever he is yeah and the premise of the game is that um, as the captain, you're navigating the ship, obviously, but you have to call out to your, your, your shipmates where the ship is going. And so you have a grid, and the grid has dots, and you can only move northeast, southwest. And so you make decisions on directions you're going to move within this square grid. Also, there are islands, so you have to kind of avoid those as well. And you, as you're doing these call-outs, the radio officer on the other team is actually taking down notes and directions about which way you're traveling on a transparency that kind of overlays the grid. And then they're trying to move it around and figure out where you're going. So it's both teams trying to track down the location of the enemy ship. 
And then your other two people on the uh, in the crew, um, one of them, the engineer, is sort of um, marking off sections. So as you go west, you have to mark off a section in, you know, let's say the engine room or the weapons room. Um, and the more you mark off, the more difficult it gets, but you can also clear them. And then you have your uh, first mate who's handling all of your ship's abilities, things like mines and torpedoes and sonar and drones. And it is very much just a... It, it's a, it's a fun game of cat and mouse that is super intense. And I think the first time we played it, we didn't really get the gist of the game, but the second time we played it, it lasted a long freaking time. And it was like intense movement, uh, intense navigation, and just trying to figure out the most ambiguous uh, path you could possibly take through the ocean in order that the other team doesn't figure out what you're doing. Like the coolest part is that you're sitting directly across from the other team and you have to talk out loud about what you're doing. And there's this partition in between your teams, so you can't see the maps and all that, but you can listen. No, the coolest so, part is when both the captains raise their hand in the air and they're like, dive, dive, dive. Yeah, you're supposed, uh, you're supposed to raise your cool. hand in the air and yell dive to start the game. I yeah. think that was only cool when me and Alex did it. <laughs> it's, it's I'm, I'm, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. Sounds yeah, pretty neat. You can play it either turn-based or real-time. We didn't play real-time yet. We just did turn-based. So, like, in the turn-based mode, one captain's like, all right, we're moving west, and then everything on the rest of the te your team happens, and then they're like, all right, other players turn, and then they're like, all right, we're going north. If you're doing it real-time, the captain can call out instructions to move as often as he wants as long as the follow-ups on your ship are taken care of. And the other team just has to try to keep track like the entire time it sounds like way more hectic and fun i think it that just sounds sound pretty fun it, it sounds for people who don't enjoy that style of game it sounds way less boring sure you know just because it's gonna a, be a lot more intense a, a lot quicker a battleship version of Yo, happy salmon can i just say that Brandon was freaking good at that game. <laughs> he amazed me with what he was doing over on the first time we played. Like, I was just like already forfeiting. I was like, we're done. We're, it's over. And Brandon's like, nah, I got this. And then he just like pinpointed exactly where you guys were. Our, and tr our transparency great. had so many notes on it. Oh my of gosh. like, here are the six different possible spots they could be right now. How can we narrow us down with the abilities that we have? <laughs> like so, like some of the abilities are like the the map's broken into a grid. So like if you use the sonar, the enemy team has to tell you, um, you have to be like, are you in quadrant one? And they have to to, to answer truthfully. Or the other one is um, what is it? drone? They drone. have to tell you a truth and a lie about their coordinates. So they can say we're on, you know, the C horizontal, but we're in sector three. And then one of those would be true and one of them would be false. And you have to like try to match that up with the information you already know to try to figure out which uh, one's which. It's really cool. It's intense. It's an intense game. But I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It'll be interesting to see what it's like in real-time pace. So next time we play it, I guess. Sure. Uh, also, other cool things. We are working on our first uh, playthrough slash review uh, in, and I don't know what we're going to call it yet, but we're, I'm just calling it RPG Realm for now. What if you just called it the play view? Oh, the play view. Oh, that's, that's great, Frank. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, we played, and I, I, as long as it's okay with you guys, I was just going to do just a real quick um, thoughts on this game that we played. 
Um, but we played Fiasco, uh, which is I don't it's a it's a really unique role playing game that is based entirely off of I guess you could just say it's based entirely off of relationships and how you interact with the characters directly next to you or adjacent to you. Would you say that's the best way to describe that? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um and I, I, in the game, there's really not a lot going on. You're basically just acting out scenes that help progress the story, and then you're determining whether or not those scenes were either good or bad for your character. And um, it's, I don't know. What, what did you guys think about the game? Uh, I thought it was cool. I thought the 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 kind of uh, loose guidelines they give you kind of work really well to set you off on interesting paths to just develop like a story like the entire point is to just like come up with a story really like there's no no really real point beyond that yeah i feel like even more than having a story it was about developing the characters themselves which is pretty interesting uh just to give you an idea of our story I, i think we're working on actually getting this released and and but we had some things from uh, we involved a 55-gallon drum of urine mm-hmm. uh, that was intended to be methylamine. Uh, one of the guys who died, his last name was Parrish. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> some, somehow, oh, I, know, I know. Somehow these really large tracks led to the ocean, which was right next to a cave where you had to get on a sled and toss in dog meat so that you'd be pulled into a hole. There were Spaniards making cocaine. There was a Craigslist transaction. Um, it, I fucking love all Spanish in Antarctica. Cocaine. All in Antarctica, although it really <laughs> felt like Fargo. There was a forest. <laughs> Somehow, under the diner, a cabaret <laughs> some sort club? of cabaret yeah. club <laughs> with the champagne room with parallel bars. <laughs> I think it was uneven right. bars, but uneven yeah, it was. That's right. Uneven bars. bars. That's true. Uneven bars. You know, I I really liked it, and I, it'll be interesting to see what we do in our full review. Guy but, that collected um, cups. We, oh yeah. Yes. yes. Don't spoil all the devices, good parts, guys. <laughs> it's yes. too late. Oh, gosh. Yes. Um. Hopefully we release that soon. Uh. And I. And hopefully we turn this into kind of a, a regular thing where we actually look at um, uh, games in RPG realm and kind of get to play through them one time and then review how they are in terms of content and playability and whether or not they're just fun. Um. In this case, I think Fiasco is something you can play with people who are not RPG centric. No. Um, who are in for a little bit longer of a game, especially people who are uh, who are in just like theater, love the idea of acting or or doing accents. I think this game would be really fun for them. So I think I'd hate it. Alex, any <laughs> idea when you're going to be done editing? Um, it's going to be faster than what Caleb typically does. Oh, yeah. Wow, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Some hey. sometime. <laughs> oh, that's that's very specific. Thank you. Solid date. Uh, also, just wanted to toss this out there. Um, Secret Hitler, if you have not played Secret Hitler, uh, is a very unique game. Um, Max Temkin. Uh, they recently released a Trump pack with uh, several people from the uh, Trump administration. Um, I just think it's unique just because politics is seeming to get into a lot of things anymore. Uh, now that we're starting to see it, it's in, in my fucking cereal, dude. Right? Right? Wait, how's it in your cereal? Don't ask. Okay, I won't. Either way, I think it's unique. I mean, just it's it's kind of seeping into a lot of additional things, and it's making things very politicized, and that's why I think we're seeing release of things like this. But um, I guess it's 
the artwork is done by the original person who did the artwork for the game. So it's not like it's just somebody randomly came up with a, a, a pack. Uh, it's actually Secret Hitler guys themselves. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so probably see a lot of like people that hate Trump buying this game being like, fuck yeah. And then a lot of people that like Trump like burning it. <laughs> just like outside like burning it. Yeah. Yeah, like there's just like a big be like y'all want to come to the secret Hitler Trump pack burning. It's big old brush fire. Yes, that's exactly what it's going to be, Frank. Exactly that. Burn Speaking the games. Which, Burn the games, all of them. They're all terrible. <laughs> um, last but not least, why the heck did you write down here? Will tucked in shirts ever fade out? Uh, so I recently um, uh, started my job. You start again. tucking in your shirt. Um, well, here's the thing. So uh, I worked there last year. Last year I was in a space where like everyone was dressed nice, tucked in shirts, slacks, the works. But now I am out at the engineering office, and it is not that. It is very much like the um like a, a lot of these guys have been working there for like 30 plus years and they're like super knowledgeable super smart super f- professional but they're just like wearing an untucked t-shirt mm-hmm. and to me like i don't look at them i don't look down on them for that i'm i'm more like yeah man like let's not fuck with this pomp and circumstance like, let's just get the job done. Like, sure, don't come in in, like, board shorts and, like, a T-shirt with a whole bunch of, like, boobs on it. But, you know, I, 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 have, I, just, a, I have a friend here in KC. Um, I call him Alex 3.0. And he sells insurance, basically, kind of over the phone. And he told me that their most uh, proficient and highest selling insurance person Comes in always wearing uh, sweats, socks with sandals, like thong sandals, but still has socks on. And then he has an ACD shirt and he looks like, and and a hoodie, and he looks like he hasn't showered in like weeks. But perfect. Nobody says anything to him because he's so efficient. He does his job so well. There's a guy at the office who just like, he he actually, uh, I saw him one day wearing a Divinity shirt, so repping. It was actually a Divinity 2 shirt. Um, and he's just like, his hair isn't well kept. Um, and he's just like, the t-shirt doesn't even fit very well. And everyone sort of talked to him. He's like really smart guy in his department, but people are asking him, they're like, you know, we're looking to, to, um, put you up for like a a leadership role. Like, do you think, um, you'd be able to just, uh, sort of dress a little bit more professionally. And he was like, I don't want to work at a place where I have to dress like fancy. I don't want to have to put work into my appearance. And they're like, okay. And that's it. And he still works there and they put him in the leadership role anyway. (laughs) Speaking of sandals, there's a hot debate in my workplace. Oh boy. Does that have to do with your boss? No. This oh. is a completely non-boss related. Because there's there are a lot one of boss coworker of mine 
that adamantly believes that the thong style sandals men cannot wear them what he says men should not separate their toes dude i wear freaking flops all all the time is this like a what for what reason he says that they're for women and that men wear the style of sandals that have like the strap that goes over the top uh tacos only no dude whenever (laughs) i put those on I feel like I'm gonna freaking flop out of them like uh, immediately. Well, Chaco's also has a, a toe hole. Oh, mm. a toe hole, huh? That uh, that that doesn't hold up. What the heck's a Chaco? Got you. Hitting you with a link right now as we speak. Chaco's. Jesus. Is that the... like your number one on your bookmarks bar or something? No, I just looked them up to make sure that I was right on the the toe separation. Oh, not even yeah. like these. Like he's talking about like the Nike sandals that just have like the one strap. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. Wait, he thinks like an can't actual wear pair those? Like, those are fine. Oh, okay. I was about to say, like, this guy just doesn't like sandals. I want to know if this comes like, from, like, like, some sort of, like, um, like, the religious, like, requirement that he's read, what? or if it comes what? from, like, some what sort of... I don't know. <laughs> Jesus wore sandals! I'm just saying, what makes you go, yeah, guys can't wear those. Is it because they're called thongs? Who calls them thongs? I call them flip-flops. I guess. Maybe it's a thong But that doesn't make any sense. Maybe he just thinks they look really bad. There are guys, in fact, that wear thongs as well. He also says that thongs are not flip-flops. What? They're thongs. Which I I promptly Google searched the term thong sandals, and then it was all... Or I just searched flip-flops, and it was just all the thong sandals. (laughs) So wait. none of the other ones he was talking about. Do you guys... is, Is calling them... Like thong sandals, common thing where you guys are. If I'm trying to differentiate between different types of sandals, otherwise yeah. it is say flip flops. Okay. Yeah. Flip that is so, so I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. Uh, no, you're you not. Ain't crazy. He's, um, he's crazy. Just to give you some etymology. Uh, the term flip flop is American and and or American and British English. And it describes actually, obviously, the flip and flop of the shoe when you're walking. Thongs, so originated, thongs originated in Australia. So that's Got where that some came thongs, mate. <laughs> Australia, mate. not Ireland. Well, yeah. <laughs> I can understand that because they wear thongs on their feet instead of their buttocks because they're upside down. So I was wearing the thong so the hanging out on my dick. But is your foot? Absolutely, my dick. Jeff. Okay, cool. What are you doing, Frank? Let's, let's break <laughs> this down. I'm just hanging out on my dick, mate. <laughs> I thought that's oh what you were God. doing. I, I love need, that video. <laughs> I need to give a shout out to Amali Miked Up. Link that in here somewhere. Because that Amali series was amazing. Okay. Is it a guy just wearing flip flops doing Bali? No, it's, it's the it's the army guy that that was talking oh, about. My, oh my God. <laughs> that's all you need. All we need to say. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's, it's oh, O-Molly with an O, and it's O-Molly. a L-L-Y. Um, like O'Malley? Yeah, it's not O'Malley. That's right. Sure, O'Malley. That's right. Uh, any other, uh, anything else before we hop off here? Anybody got any anything else? poops recently? Uh, no, we're not going there. <laughs> Wait, are we actually going to put that in the podcast? I feel like we need to put that one in the podcast. Nope. That was a pretty good no. bit. Nope, no. 
No, just talking about poop is never a good bit. It was a good bit, though. Frank Under and I had some great banter. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Thanks for joining us. You, we will you gotta uh, have a what? little bit of a train wreck in there for every podcast. We have, we have plenty we have, of yeah. train wrecks in our podcast. More than a little Frank. bit. Plenty. Plenty. Thanks for joining us. We will catch you guys next time. This week's podcast was produced by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Frank Rice, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A-M-A-I-R, or some of you know him, Andrew Real. You can check out his music at www.soundcloud.com forward slash Amair or on Spotify. Also, this week's podcast was brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, fabricators, and designers based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check them out at www.reclaimindustrial with an e.com, or you can check out their Instagram. Also, you can check out our website at www.wearethehorizon.com for other video content and some free stuff. Until next time, this has been The Forecast.